welcome to your one-stop shop for gaming, gadgets, anime, video games, comic books, and anything else you can think of. It is the GeekSpeak Report here at SpeakGeekSpeak.com. Episode 5, Part 2 of the GeekSpeak Co-Host Challenge. Joining us today is Michael Yanni, the Yanni on the comic forums. Here we are with GeekSpeak Report, Episode 5. Hey there, everybody. My name is Ian Levenstein, and welcome to the GeekSpeak Report, Episode 5, where we continue down the road of the GeekSpeak co-host challenge. Last time, we brought you the Geek Pastor Wayne Cordova, and this time, well, we've got a Yanni on our hands. No, not that Yanni. Come on, relax. Uh, this one, we, we got Michael Yanni, the Yanni on the forum. So, what's going on, Michael? Uh, not much. Just, uh, I don't know. I'm ready to start podcasting. <laughs> well, welcome to the world, man. Once you get sucked in, you never go back. Yeah, I've been uh, listening to podcasts for at least, God, I don't think like four years now, even before they were called podcasts. Right. I listen to like a, I think like a, a web radio show about like Transformers. <laughs> what is this web radio you'll speak of? Ah? Huh? Oh, that's just a podcast without the downloading. Okay, I got you. Uh, no, it was real media. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, and every single time I get a real media link these days, I just ignore it, and I'm like, eventually it'll be on YouTube. Yeah. But anyway, uh, explain yourself a little bit to uh, to the crowd out there. Let everybody know Michael a little bit. Uh, well, I'm just a uh, fresh out of college, got a you know crappy job. Looking forward to uh, getting a real job eventually. And let's see, I've been uh, into anime and comics and. Been into web stuff for about, you know, 10, 12 years. You know, that sounds strangely familiar. And I, I don't know yes. exactly, uh, where I've heard that story before. Well, I, I have a feeling that we're going to be a decent match, sir. Yeah. <laughs> because here I am, you know, working the temp job, looking for a better job. And I've been a anime and comic book fan for about, you know, 12 years or so. And I'm into technology and that. So, you know, I think there's going to be a decent mesh on this episode. Yeah, I'm just a... Uh... Um, temp- temping job must be interesting. I'm I'm just sick of the. I've been putting in the freaking uh, night hours. Yeah, it's awful. That that could, that could be a pain in the ass. I can imagine. Well, in the, in the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna have that uh, lovely schedule of. Uh, yeah, uh, can you stay as long as it takes? Because uh, we kind of need this stuff done. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm getting to that point now. So that'll be fun. That'll be nice. The nice uh, working from, uh, you know, nine until midnight. That's good times. That's good times. Oh, yeah, I just finished pulling my, uh, we do, uh, four ten-hour shift days. It's freezing outside. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of painful here, too, but, you know, that's that's just the way the life is right now. But let's 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 stop talking about our happy life for now, and let's move on yes. from there. Uh, so we'll, we'll start off with you, because that's what I did with uh, Wayne, and we'll do the same with you. So we'll start off with your geek com- commentary first. So what do you got to share with us? Recently, well, started, uh... With uh, Netflix and got the anime movie Paprika. It's one of those things I've seen it all over the place, and it's like I don't know what it is. Don't want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Netflix. It was like the first thing I grabbed. Right. Yeah, that's actually how I saw it as well. So we're we're in the same uh, realm there. However, uh, mine was just like hanging out with the girlfriend. She's got Paprika. Want to watch Paprika? Meh. I guess so. And the next uh, thing we know, we're watching Paprika. If only my girlfriend would want to watch Paprika. <laughs> Not everyone can be so lucky, sir. Not everyone can be so lucky. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so, so tell us a little bit about it. Uh, what, what, what'd you like? What'd you, what'd you not like? Uh, good animation, that sort of stuff. 
the animation is fantastic. It's by the uh, the director of uh, Perfect Blue, which is a mind blowing movie as well. And this movie is all about uh, they develop a, a device that can like let you into and view your dreams, and like they can use a psychology machine to like tell you, oh, this is what's wrong with you, or this is what your mind is trying to tell you. And somebody steals the device and starts putting other people's dreams into other people's heads and killing them. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. It's, re- it's really surreal and beautiful and haunting and creepy. And it's just like the, the opening sequence alone, it's like there are more visual ideas and concepts than like 10 regular American movies. Wow. I think that's just what Japan does. They, just, <laughs> they, they take everything that we would do in about 15 or 20 different media and just combine them all into one piece and not actually one piece, though, because that's an anime. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, and then there's just like, you know what? This is about mind-fucking enough. Let's just go with that. I think Akira set the stage for that, where everyone was like, oh, now we all have to be crazy. <laughs> have you seen Kanye West's video for Stronger that does the whole uh, Akira uh, reference? No, but I'll, I, th- I think that'll be an excuse to actually watch a Kanye West video. <laughs> Yeah, well, the entire video is a homage to Kira, uh, to Akira. So he he's, he does like the whole like walking through the hospital and all that, and <laughs> all the crazy oh, wow, uh, that... at, at camera angles and motorcycles and the works. Huh, that actually sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, the song is all right, but uh, eh, what are you gonna do? Tell me a little bit about the characters. Uh, were they appealing characters to you, or were they just really part of the story without any real personality? I mean, I thought they all had a kind of a personality. I mean, they're they're all very different. There's like the uh, well, there's the main, there's the title character Paprika, and it's like the beginning of the movie. You don't even like really know what she is. She's just appearing in all these dreams and affecting these people in these weird ways. And then there's this girl who in the in the right in the real world, and she looks kind of like Paprika, but not really. And you're not really sure what their connection is through most of the movie. And there's like the ridiculously tiny scientist guy there's the really fat nerd scientist guy the creepy businessman and all these other people and it's the only movie where the fat geek gets with the attractive chick ah he stole my line (laughs) (laughs) well i'm I'm also realizing now that uh i was getting two movies confused in my head at first because this is one i actually saw in theaters This this i saw over in the village in manhattan when it was actually around and the one I was thinking of was the uh, the, the recent Miyazaki. Howl's Moving Castle? Or? There you go. How, Howl's uh, Moving Castle. I was getting those two confused uh, in my head for some reason, even though they're entirely separate movies. But uh, That's another freaking fantastic movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But yeah, my, my main issue with Paprika is that it was almost like it was trying to be too much at once. Like, And again, this does go back to, to what you said about how like there's about 12 different things going on, but it, it sort of reminded me as if like if the creator of Ghost in a Shell was on acid. If, if only. It's like I, I like the Ghost in the Shell movies, but I just find them almost boring sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially the movies. Like The show is actually kind of cool. There's a lot of action going on. Right. I, felt, I just always felt like it's like other than the action scenes, the movies were always really boring to me. But you know, that's that's just my opinion. Eh, I, I can see where you're coming from, though. The second one, especially, actually. I mean, the first oh. the first one's good. The second one uh, needs some work. My favorite was I think it's like the the movie for the show of Ghost in the Shell has the greatest title ever because it's was it's like Ghost in the Shell, 
uh, standalone complex solid state society. It's got like 12 words in it. It's hilarious. Right, yeah. And then, of course, everybody online is like, quick, 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 how do we say this shorter? (laughs) Also, another thing about Paprika is that after I left the theater, there was a look on the face of the people I saw it with that just had this ginormous look of, what did I just see? (laughs) You know, it's like you watch the entire movie, you leave the theater, and you think to yourself, do I even understand what I just watched? Oh, I had no idea what was going on, but it was beautiful. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. I mean, gorgeous gorgeous animation, everything's the works there. It's just, I, I, I might have to watch it four or five more times before I understand what the hell it was. I just like the others. The one thing that keeps appearing is like the the roving parade of like all the little like frogs and teddy bears and crazy dolls and the music that plays behind that is it starts out like oh that's cute and then it just becomes like creepy after a while right the fat on that fat man very well choke a small child (laughs) he kept getting stuck in like the elevator door (laughs) it's like okay i can understand if you're going for an archetype here i can understand if you're going for like the fat nerd but we're not that bad not all of us. I mean, not everybody can be as fat as Yokosada. Oh, sorry, I had to. Oh. I had to. Actually, let me retract that, because when I saw him on the Colbert Report, it looked like he might have gotten his stomach stapled or something. I mean, I remember seeing him before that, and you're like, wow, Joe, Joe's looking kind of bad. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I think i got to lose some weight now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, ruining Spider-Man, I guess, really helped him out. But that's that's another show for another day. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no comment on that. Right, right, right. Brand New Day is fantastic. That's all I want to say. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with that wholeheartedly, actually. It's just, you know, one more day was a piece of crap. What do you know? So in the end, what do you, what do you give Paprika? Uh, on a scale of uh, one to five, where is it on your happy meter? I give it like a I give it like a four. It was just really entertaining, especially you just get to the end and they're just like, yeah, everything that you thought was crazy before, yeah, we're going even crazier now. Right. It's just really colorful. Animation is just freaking amazing. It's uh, it was just really cool. Is it something that you would recommend to a non-anime fan to try and get them into it? No. <laughs> right, because that, that's, that's the important question to ask, because it's like, is this just for anime fans, or is this, you know, for other people? I guess the answer to that is no. I think it's like a, it's like an independent movie. You gotta kind of, you can't just, like, cold cock someone with, like, Akira or Paprika or something like that. You gotta, like, work them into it. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta flour the dough a little bit before you put it in the oven? You know, you start them with, like, you know, here, watch Sailor Moon. Here, watch Dragon Ball Z. Okay, now here's Akira. <laughs> Or, or better yet, you could watch Bleach, which is like Dragon Ball Z times two. Oh, I gotta catch up on Bleach. That's such a fun show. I just watched episode fifty nine, so I'm way behind. Um, I'm actually probably way ahead of you then. Yeah. Well, uh, I have a bunch of. We're, we're I'm almost up to the Bount arc, so that's when I start to cry. And that that arc is long. Yes, long and tedious, considering it's not even in the the manga in the first place. Yeah. You just kind of want, because especially when you know it's not in the manga, you're just kind of like, but what is this going to mean later on? Answer, absolutely nothing. At least it's not as bad as Naruto, which had literally, I think, like a hundred filler episodes. If I'm going to watch Naruto, I am going to skip all of those filler episodes. God, if, if only I did. I think I did skip, I skipped most of it. I was like 10 episodes into the filler. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> and then when her, and then when the hurricane, uh, uh, Chronicles started up, I started watching again. That's kind of how I felt when uh, Incognito showed up on the scene after like episode 8 of the original Helsing series. <laughs> Something quite uh, like Penis Head. That's a, that's a visual I 
hope to never experience. Yeah, yeah, good for you on that one, because I already had to, but... <laughs> actually change gears let's go from anime to movies and you know there was this really big monster movie that came out about two or three weeks a clover something or other like cloverleaf or something a clover field oh yeah i think i've heard of that movie yeah heard some people talking about it yeah can i just say how sick and tired i am of my city being exploded Well, I, I heard some uh, other people talking about this movie where they're just like, it's like they were glad to see that it's like it's finally okay to blow up New York again. No, well, that's not even it though. They got attacked by the nine eleven monster. Nine <laughs> eleven monster. I mean, it, it, there are certain scenes in that where if you watch the footage of nine eleven and then you watch the movie, they took the exact footage of you know that cloud of smoke coming down the street, and they, oh, yeah, right and, the- and they reused that for Cloverfield. Oh, yeah, right in the beginning there when uh, they're all in, like, that storefront, like, looking out the window. That was real crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I think overall my idea of Cloverfield is they had me for about two-thirds of the movie, something like that. And then they absolutely lost me in the utter stupidity of the characters. Now, think about this, okay? You're in a city. It's being attacked by a giant monster. You go into the subway, which, by the way, I was annoyed about because they couldn't even bother to get a real New York subway station. <laughs> okay, because when they go down into that subway station, that's so obviously not a real subway station because it doesn't even have MetroCard machines. So as a New Yorker, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. This is supposed to be the Spring Street station. I've been to Spring Street. This ain't the Spring Street station. Please try again. Uh, I've never been to New York City, so I wouldn't catch something like that. <laughs> right. However, when they get out at 59th Street... That was the actual 59th Street station. So think about that for a minute. That's kind of cool. Yeah. They, they, they get one out of two. They couldn't bother getting the second one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, so you're, you're going through the subway. You see rats running in the opposite direction. Oh, that, that scene just made me so angry. It's like, why? It's like, if I saw a bunch of rats running in one direction, I'd be like, hmm, they're probably running away from something. I should probably run, too. Thank you. Well, well meanwhile, <laughs> Cloverfield people thought, you know, it might be a good idea to just stand here and watch. Yeah, it's, uh, hey, this thing's got a night vision. Why don't we finally bust that out? New Yorkers are not this stupid. I'm sorry. That was my main issue with it. It just made everybody who lives in New York look like idiots. What do you do? Do you save one person, or do you get the hell out of there? Well, you gotta think, though, if they had kept going on that bridge, they would have been killed, so... Uh... Yeah, but however, had they have actually evacuated after that, as opposed to running all the way back up 59th Street then perhaps, 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 they would not have ended up deceased at the end. I think they were pretty much screwed no matter what they did. But plus the, the whole first, like, I think it's like 15, 20 minutes of the movie are just like, when is this freaking monster going to kill all these people? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's another problem I have with it. I like the beginning better than the entire rest of the movie. Wow, that's, that's actually really interesting. Most things I hear are the opposite. Well, because they they actually seem like normal human beings in that beginning part. And then once you get to, like, all the destruction, they go stupid. 
I just like the uh, the one character. His name is HUD, and all I can think of was heads up display. And he was the guy, <laughs> and he was the guy holding up the camera the whole time. And HUD was my favorite character. You barely see him, and he was my favorite character. I just think it's interesting because it's like you see all these things around it, and you're like, wait a minute, what's what's happening over there? And they're like, no, no, don't look at that. This that's the other movie that's happening in this state. We're not showing you. <laughs> yeah, we have to wait until Cloverfield Two. <sighs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> it's still alive. The thing that kills me is there was the uh, there was even a, th- a thread on the forum about like make sure you watch at the end of Cloverfield to see the like the little thing that kind of explains what's going on. And I read that before I saw the movie and still completely forgot and didn't see it. I, I walked out at one point uh, to go to the bathroom, mostly because we had food beforehand that didn't exactly agree with me well. So I had to, I had to go to the bathroom. Life is life is shit. So so what am I going to say? As I'm walking out, there's a puddle of puke on the floor. Uh. So obviously somebody who does get motion sick or didn't even know that they got motion sick went to see Cloverfield and immediately got rid of their lunch. So that was strike wow. one. Strike two, when I sit back down, I was gone for maybe a good like maybe four or five minutes, something like that. You know, didn't think I would miss that much, but I thought maybe something big would happen. This is even near the end of the movie. There was maybe ten minutes left in the movie when I got back. Oh, wow. And I didn't even know that when I was leaving. I was just like, you know what? Nothing's really happening right now. I'm, I'm exiting and I'm going to the bathroom. I get back down. I sit back down. I turn to my friends and I ask them, so what did I miss? They turn to me with a stone cold look on their face and they say absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing happened in this movie whatsoever in the last half. I'm trying to think what was that with the... Uh when they were going up the one building or when they were in the helicopter or whatnot? When they were going through that one building, that's the part that I missed. Oh, I thought that was actually a really cool scene. Yeah, well, I'll see it again once it's on, like, DVD or HBO or something like that, but I'm certainly not going to pay the money to see it again in theaters because this was just a disappointment. I also realized throughout this movie, here's strike three. J.J. Abrams can't write relationships for shit. (laughs) Well, did he write it? Okay. I know he produced it. Well, then whoever wrote the script can't write relationships for shit. And this is a problem with most J.J. Abrams vehicles, though. Because, you know, since he is directing, obviously he's going to be directing them what to do with the relationship. So he's as important as the writer would be. He just doesn't know how to make things believable. Ever since Alias with Vaughn and, and Sydney, that was the most boring part of Alias. The thing I hate most about Lost is Kate and Sawyer. It's just never really worked for me. The only relationship that really is good for me is the Ro- uh, Rose and uh, and her husband. Oh, is that the older black woman and the the old white guy? Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and Sun and uh, and and his whole thing Jin. and Jin is is still decent, but you know the most important relationship on the show, or at least he tries to make it to be, is the you know Sawyer, Kate, and Jack, and it just it's, oh, a, ter- yeah. it's a terrible love triangle. I just hate it. <laughs> well, they're all kind of terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I like, I mean, Sawyer is a cool character, and I like Jack, but it's like, but it's like, I mean, when you really look at all the flashbacks, like, I mean, they're all kind of jerks. Again, going back to the movie, I can understand what he was trying to do with filming it the way he did, but in the end, I think it would have been a lot better, and I mean, a lot better. A friend of mine, as we're leaving, my friend David turns to me and goes, "Do you think this would have been a lot better had we have gotten?" Perhaps uh, cameras from, you know, like like the light, like lampposts in New York, you know, like the uh, like the speed cameras, that sort of thing, and actually had separate videos 
put together into one movie from different camera phones or digital cameras or so on and so forth, as opposed to following one group, we get all of New York City's reaction to this happening. Yeah, I actually thought they were going to do something like that. But I, I like the idea you said about like the cameras on lampposts and stuff like that. That actually actually would have been a really interesting device right. to kind of follow them and maybe get you know some better camera angles. Yeah, yeah, because the the, st- the shaky cam, it's good for maybe about ten minutes, but then after that, it's painful. You know, it was supposed to be like, oh, the government found this about you know subject quote quote Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. It's like, number one, why is it called freaking Cloverfield? Number two, I wish there was kind of like, like some kind of like the end, some government dude giving us an explanation of something that happened, kind of fill in the gaps. <laughs> well, isn't it great, though, that you, you know that the government was sitting there with popcorn watching this video? Yeah, they were like, oh, man, this is freaking great. We should make a movie out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Get Mel Gibson and Tom Hanks in it. Good times. They had a whole bunch of... Uh, I think even on the even on the forum there, they kept releasing all these. Oh, this is the Cloverfield monster, and none of them were even like close. Yes, yeah. and the monster itself kind of unsatisfying. You get like one halfway decent, like up close look at it, mm-hmm. but it's from like a weird angle. Right, right. I, I think that they could have actually gone with a better design for the monster. I think that actually, if it was Cthulhu, I would have been a happy camper. <laughs> but obviously, since they you know didn't want to do that, that's fine. But it just. I don't know, just all in all, I came away from the movie with a very unsatisfied feel. And I can understand why people would like it. It just wasn't for me. It gets a two out of five, if anything, for me. I give it maybe a three, three and a half. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I know there are like a lot of flaws in it, but I mean, it was like you said you were going to view it on DVD later. It's like to me that would be pointless. It's like it's like a I, when I saw the the American Godzilla movie. I saw it in the theaters, and at the time I thought it was awesome. I mean, for a big screen movie, that is amazing. But then you like watching the small screen. It's like. Uh, look, it's a monster. Yeah, he's pretty big. Well, however, I do have a 42-inch plasma HD. Geez, you can you can fit that in your room? Yes, of course I fit that in my room. No, come on, man. I, I mean, it's in the <laughs> living room. If I fit that in my okay. room, it would be on one wall, and I wouldn't have anything left. Yeah, I've seen the uh, the pictures of your your tiny little uh, your Harry Potter esque. I like to call it my recording space because that's the only time I'm really in my room other than sleeping at this point. So uh, enough bashing Cloverfield. Uh, let's move on to your next thing. What do you got? Is the uh, the cast of the the Dragon Ball movie coming up? Oh dear. Oof. <laughs> it's like I I actually j- literally found a news story about maybe half hour ago that completely changed my entire position on this movie. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like I was just looking at the cast and it's like oh okay this is kind of a cool cast. I mean you got Chow Yun Fat as Master Roshi. I mean that's really cool. It's like I don't know most of the characters playing the you know like Goku and that, but no, they're they're young kids, you know. Figure, oh, cool, whatever. And they uh, they hired the guy from who played uh, the Key Master in the Matrix to play like his uh, grandfather Gohan, his human grandfather. And uh, well, so yeah, I found a news story about a half hour ago, and it's like it's got a picture of like uh, the primary cast, and it, they're high schoolers, they're high school students, 
and they list like these all these characters like there's a character named Carrie Fuller. He's the high school bully who's sort of the boss of it all. And there's a character called Emmy who's Chi-Chi's best friend. And there's another character named Agundus, which I'm like, who comes up with a name Agundus? Well, obviously the same person who came up with the, uh, you know, Piccolo back in the day. Well, it's not like it's not a, a food, food-based or music-based name. Yeah, well, they ruined the entire thing by not having them be food-based. <laughs> but it, it's going to be like a high school movie. And but how is that even just, possible if you have James, I, like James Marsters playing Piccolo? I have no idea. It's it, every. It's like I was kind of cool with it. I'm like, oh, this could be really interesting. And then I found this story, and you're like, oh, a high school? What? I, I don't How know. I, where'd you find the story, first of all? Uh, let me see. I'm a... Uh, it's like a... It's dragonballmovieblog.com. For now, I'm just going to put that off to the side and not to let, the, let that affect me until I actually find, like, a credible source that actually okays that, because for all we know, that could just be movie rumor. Uh, it's, I think it's it's from one of the uh, one of the ag- actors in the film. It's from their MySpace account, I believe, if I'm to understand this correctly. Then, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. If there's one thing I've learned over the years is never trust MySpace. He could, he could be telling the truth about being on the cast. That's perfectly fine if he is. But if he isn't, well, then we just got up in a funk for no reason. This one the character, there's a guy named Carrie Fuller. And it's like his real name would have been a better name than that. His real name is Texas Battle. Whoa. Are you serious? That's his real I, name? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like checked on Wikipedia and stuff. And it's funny. It's funny because he was on a TV show where he played a character called Tony Battle. But everything else lists his name as Texas Battle. Texas Battle? It's like a sweet name. <laughs> that, that's a better name than Kyle L. Cage. That poor kid. <laughs> uh, well, come on. His, his dad named himself Nick Cage out of, after Nick Fury and Luke Cage. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool with that, too. It's just Kyle L. Cage. Come on. I mean, do you see yourself seeing this Dragon Ball Z movie in the theater when it comes out? I mean, I think it'll be in the theater. I mean, it's... It's one of those things where it's like they'll release it and it's like opening day, it'll make a ton of money. Right, but are you going to see it? I I mean, I don't think I'll ever. My girlfriend is pretty accepting about movies we see, but I think this is probably a. If I have some friends that maybe want to see it, I might go. And otherwise, I'd just be a a wait for DVD because this just. Either that or it's just going to be like a train wreck as I see some trailers and I'm like, oh man, I got to see how ridiculous this is going to be. So are you the only anime fan of the group? Yeah, I think that's, that's safe to say. I can get my girlfriend to see the comic book movies pretty easily, but she always gives me like a look. Even if she ends up liking them, she always like... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, see, I've been there and I've done that and eh, I've got to pass on that. At this point, I have a group of friends and I have... And, you know, I mean, everybody's different, so, uh, I mean, I think I'm just lucky to have this. I have a group of friends and, and a girlfriend right now that are geeks, are nerds, and will probably be laughing hysterically online for this Dragon Ball movie and then see it and laugh hysterically on the way out. Like, that was a total train wreck. That was awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I'd want to see this with a group of people. Oh, yeah. Just because it's the only way to appreciate how ridiculous this seems like it's going to be. But it just kills me because it's like... You see, like, Chow Yun-Fat involved. It's like, wow, I mean, he's a good actor. Right. And then, like, uh, there's Stephen Chow who's producing it, and you're like, Stephen Chow, I mean, he's pretty good, too. He makes some damn good movies. Mm-hmm. But then you read all this other crap, and I'm just like, oh, my God, what, why do they do this? But, why mean, do you make... James Marshall's why do you... Piccolo does sound like it should be good. Oh, that's... Not, I mean, and there was a report before where he confirmed it's like, I'm going to be green, and I'm going to have pointy ears, and I'm going to be bald. <laughs> I'm like, 
awesome. <laughs> and I'm not going to have a British accent. Dude, he's on Torchwood now. And I mean, it's one thing to like do your British accent over in America, but he's like doing his British accent over in Britain. Yeah. You're like, it's amazed he can get away with that. Well, I think at this point he's forgotten that he's actually American. I remember when I found out he wasn't British, that like blew my mind at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because we'll hear him in like uh, in Superman Doomsday. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's just using his, like, regular American voice for that one, and it sounds cool and all that. It's just crap. He's not British. What the hell? Remember, I saw, I think the first time I saw him was, like, on a Jay Leno, and he was talking English, and then he busted into it, and then, like, went back to normal, and it was just like, what? <laughs> It's, it's just so weird to see people who can just like jump in and jump out of it just so easily without you know any complications. Right, right. All right. So I, I guess our official statement on this is that uh, it could be fun, but we're thinking train wreck. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about things that could be train wrecks depending on your personality. I sat down with Raph, you know, Wraith Maker, and all that this last yeah. week, uh, and we watched all three Terminator movies. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he had one and two, and then I Netflixed three. So we sat down and watched them. I've already gotten flack from people I know for saying this, but I think of the bunch, Terminator 2 is my favorite. Oh, by far. The Terminator 2 is like, that is a, that is a mind-blowing, like, I, I think that movie, like, even the effects, for the most part, they hold up pretty damn well today. Oh, yeah. No question. No question. Uh, the thing that I'm getting flack on it, though, is that one is much more character-driven. You know, you, yeah. you get much more personality in that, and it, it's more of an old-fashioned style terror movie, and less of yeah. a buddy cop thing. <laughs> yeah, the first one's definitely. Yeah, I was going to say that it's like more of a, a horror horror movie than. I mean, she's just on the run for the entire movie, practically. Right, right. On the run from the special effects from the Evil Dead. <laughs> Come on, how awesome is it seeing a animatronic, or excuse me, not even animatronic, claymation Terminator? <laughs> So, uh, I just always my favorite thing is always the beginning of the movie where Arnold's like your clothes your shoes give them to me <laughs> it's not a tumor it's my, my favorite line in every every Terminator movie <laughs> well <laughs> I just kept turning to Raph every now and then I just go it's not a tumor that's an aside note about Arnold Schwarzenegger it kills me like he, in all these movies he plays like these special like secret agents and stuff it just kills me that there's never a moment where they just address the fact that he's completely from another country. It's like like in True Lies or something like that. You're just like, can they just have one line saying, when I moved from, you know, wherever? It's like, I mean, he's a secret agent. It's not like you can just like, I'm, I'm going to move over to France and become a secret agent. It doesn't work that way. Where are you from? Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is not an accent. This is the way I talk. What the hell are you talking about? I have a speech impediment. I am the governator. But yeah, anyway, going back to that. Yeah, I would rank them Terminator 2, 1. The original Terminator would be 2. And Terminator 3 would be 3. Mostly because, again, I like special effects. I really like special effects. And the special effects are fantastic in Terminator 2. All in all, it's a good movie. It's not nearly as scary as the first one, obviously. But it's it's got its moments that make it great. It just feels like a more complete story to me. Right, right. The first one is just kind of like running, 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 and then she meets that dude and running, running. The second one, I mean, like the first scene alone, it just like, oh my God. Is that the beginning movie where she's like in the playground and it's like in her mind and the, a bomb goes off and yep. mm-hmm. she blows apart and you're just like, holy crap. Yeah, and make sure you see the extended edition because Terminator 2 extended edition is what makes it work. 
because there are scenes that were left out of the original version that are very integral to the plot that, when reinserted, work incredibly well. Yeah, there, there are so many versions of that DVD, and I want to buy it, but I have no idea which one is, like, the latest or most complete one. Any one that has the extended edition, go with, because I think the last two or three that came out have the extended edition on it. The one that I was watching with Raph came out about, I think, five or six years ago and had the original version, and then a separate extended version, and then a couple of deleted scenes as well that were not included. Uh, what kills me is that I'll never have that moment while watching two where you're... That, that surprise when he when Arnold doesn't try to kill her. Right. Ugh, like even, even before I saw the first one, it's like, I know he's a good guy eventually. Mm-hmm. But it just, I just imagine like seeing that movie for the first time and you're like, oh, he's, he's helping? <laughs> yeah, that, that had to have been a shock for anybody who you know, saw the first one the first time around. But with, with me also, uh, again, some of the best scenes are the reinserted ones. Like, for instance, you actually get inside Sarah Connor's head in this extended version and there's a scene that includes uh, the uh, the guy who came back from the pe- from the future in the first one. Oh. And, you know, she's talking to him inside inside of her head, you know, talking about how she can't take this anymore and he's trying to convince her, you know, you have to go on, you have to save John. And it works very, very well. And that mm. wasn't included in the original cut. Yeah, I think I'll definitely have to go out and find that extended edition because, I mean, that's it's such a great movie and I always want to buy it and I just... I'm always like, I don't know which one this is. It's like there's like a titanium edition, ultimate edition, special edition. I, I think the titanium edition is the one that Raph has. I can double check with that. But that, that, again, it's very, very well worth it. The third one, though, here's my problems with the third one. Number one, for no reason whatsoever. Yes, I understand he had a drug problem at one point, but he has since long passed that. They didn't get the original John Connor back. Yeah, that was definitely the most, it was like the first like jarring thing you're like, like, that's not John Connor. <laughs> it is now. Number two, hey, what happened to Sarah Connor? She died of leukemia. <laughs> so random. Yeah. It's like they couldn't just say she got hit by a car or something, or she was <laughs> leukemia. How the hell did that happen? Well, and the reasoning behind it is because they couldn't get her back for the third movie. That's it. That's the only reason Shock- why she got killed off. Shocking. Yeah. And, I mean, now here we are, you know, Sarah Connor Chronicles basically just throw the third movie out entirely because that's a alternate timeline from what's happening. And there's going to be a fourth movie. Oh, yeah, I've been hearing about uh, McGee and his, uh, his Terminator stuff. With Christian Bale as John Connor. Hey, sign me up. I mean, Christian Bale's the tremendous actor. Right, but yet again, he looks nothing like the previous John Connors. Yeah, well, I mean, how many years has it been at this point? Uh, <laughs> so, let's see, the first time we saw John Connor was, what, back in 89, I think? Yeah. Still. So th- I think we're, we're, we should technically already be in, like, the, the machine-controlled future right now. Yeah, well, they push back the time over and over again. Every single movie that comes out, it happened in 2009. You know, it happened in 2012. It happens yeah, tomorrow. Comic- Look out. We're, we're comic book fans, though. We have to... We're kind of used to that. <laughs> yeah, the, the sliding timeline, right? Yeah. Reed Richards and Doctor Doom met in the Gulf War. <laughs> the Gulf War. <laughs> or... Tony Stark and his, like, oh, first it was, like, was it, like, uh, forget, was it, like, the Vietnam War where it happened originally, and then then it became, like, now it's, like, the uh, Desert Storm or whatever, right. I forget. Yeah, and Ben Grimm, you know, and, and Reed Richards met when they, you know, were together in World War II or whatever. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
nope, sorry, but nope. When was the World War II thing introduced? I mean, I know they were in Empire State together. That's is what I remember. Well, wait a minute, then. Was it just Ben that was on the front line? Because I, yeah, I, 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 I know that one of them was. I think it must have just been Ben then that, that was a war veteran. I know. Well, I mean, I know in uh, in Heroes Reborn universe, he had served with Nick Fury. Right, which makes even less sense. <laughs> oh, Heroes Reborn. Sigh. But it, it it makes sense when you're watching Sarah Connor to rewatch the Terminator movies just so you'll be able to refresh your memory because I hadn't seen them in so long that I was seeing <laughs> things and I was like seeing characters that were supposed to be you know the characters and now I see just how emaciated Sarah Connor is in comparison to her previous version. Uh, does the the show does that like if you watch Terminator One, Terminator Two, and that fits in after that? It fits in well enough, mostly because. Well, Terminator 3, their biggest problem was that they, they even got John's age wrong as to when he first saw the Terminator in Terminator 2. They said hmm. that he was 13, and he was 10. He was 10? Yeah, he was 10. Jeez, I can't... Yeah, he was 10 years old when he, when he saw the Terminator, and they said that he was 13. So that was strike one. In a way, Sarah Connor fits more into the Terminator continuity than the original Terminator 3 did. So this is sort yeah. of, if you want to pretend that Terminator 3 never happened, this is your Terminator 3. I think we'd all like to pretend that Terminator 3 never happened. Right. That's, that, that was fun, that was good times, and, you know, if you've never seen the Terminator movies, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I just remember when I was a kid, like, all, like all the other kids, like, uh, they were so into it, and I'm just like, b- because they loved it so much, it made me just not care. Like, I was just so sick of hearing about it. Right. I think when I was, like, 16 or 17, I finally sat down and watched it, and I was, you know, my eyes, you know, they got, got all huge. It just, this is so amazing. <laughs> hey, dude, the T- nothing beats the T-1000. Oh, T-1000. Robert Patrick is the man. He is, he is freaking, he is creepy. <laughs> well, and he's great now. Uh, have you, do you watch the unit? Uh, no, unfortunately not. See if you can get it on DVD at some point, because that's a really good series. Added it to my Netflix queue. Yeah, he plays the general on that, so he's actually the guy in charge. Well, I know he was in the. He, wasn't he? He was in the Marine with John Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's pretend that never happened. <laughs> yeah. But he, he also a, he well, also did did uh, voice the uh, the sword the Sokka's swordmaster in Avatar. Uh, there, there's another show I got in my Netflix queue. Oh, it's dude, like, you have to watch Avatar. That's, that's all I keep hearing. It's like, I just kind of always, you know, you see it and like, okay, this looks silly. And then, you know, put it off. And then all of a sudden I hear all these adults telling me how amazing it is. It is not silly. It is the best American cartoon in the last 10 years. Well, I hope to uh, enjoy it as much as everyone else. Right. And, and M. Night Shyamalan is making it into movies. <laughs> the Happening. It's like he, he's running out of, like, weird names to choose. What a twist. <laughs> what a twist. I'm done with Terminator, so you got some Wii stuff to talk about, right? Yes, I do. Well, I, I played it on the Wii, but it's also on the, the PS2 and the PSP, as, as far as I know. 
is uh, Harvey, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Oh, yeah. The show is fantastic, and it saddens me so much that it's over. They finally they released a game for it. It's a, a lawyer-styled game kind of in the the same vein as, like, the Phoenix Wright games for the DS. Objection! Overruled. <gasps> Take that! <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been playing, like, lawyer games nonstop. Yeah, I'm on the second Phoenix Wright, so I, I need to finish that. Yeah, I just started the second one, and I got the third one, and then I played Harvey Birdman. <laughs> You're on a roll. Yeah, I've got a, a lot of lawyering to do. I still think there could, there could be a Boston legal game. Yeah, it's like, well, I think in the middle of, yeah, when I was in the middle of playing the first Phoenix Wright game, I started thinking, like, there are so many, like, if they were just simple games, there are so many things you could, like, continue on in this format. <laughs> Denny Crane. Denny Crane. Denny Crane. Denny Crane. Denny Crane. <laughs> I mean, I think at the time I was thinking of Ghostbusters, and then lo and behold now... There's going to be a Ghostbusters video game. Which is technically going to be te- Ghostbusters 3, the movie. Hey, I'm, pff, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, so go, so go back, uh, what, let's see, how does it compare to the show? It is literally, like, you're basically watching the show, but you get to, like, choose the occasional thing. I mean, it is, there's no point in the game where you're, like, you know, it breaks the wall or anything. It's... It's freaking fantastic. It's very short, unfortunately, but it's just like it's like the comedy is there. The uh, the animation is freaking. It, it is it is like playing the show. There's just no other word I can use to describe words I can use to describe it. It is like playing the show. It's it's really quick witted. It's like it's written by the writers of the show. It is like I think it's like five brand new episodes of the show. Wow! And it, the entire thing is voice acted. It's awesome you're making me want to buy this game in fact i need to buy this game <laughs> you know, there are a couple drawbacks like i said it is uh it is short because they're the episodes and i mean they're they're longer than 15 minutes right there are a couple puzzles that are a little hard you know where you have to figure out what evidence to, to present and it's like some of those can be a little just where you're just kind of like shooting everything at the at the screen to see what like what will stick, but once you do, it's like it picks up, everything keeps going, and again, just it's like watching the show, and it's like I'd pay you know thirty bucks for five more episodes. I don't care. Right. Well, I heard that one of the problems with it though is that too many of the responses are canned, as in that they they don't really have separate responses for separate characters. Well, I mean, like uh, the only thing I would say that about is Harvey himself, because like when he's like presenting evidence that doesn't mean anything or if he's pressing them for information and they don't have anything to say they just kind of play like two or three of the same harvey birdman clips over and over again okay where it's just like i don't think this is going to get me anywhere (laughs) (laughs) and just like variations of that but i mean whenever you encounter a character i mean it's fully voiced there's usually not too much canned stuff as as far as i was concerned okay cool and and that one would be what uh four out of five for you Oh yeah, that'd be a four out of five with me. The the one I think biggest drawback is that if you have never seen the show, there is no point in playing the game. I think. Right. I mean, right. some someone watching it might find it funny, but it's like they don't introduce the characters in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. They don't even play the theme song, which I think if they did that, it's like that gets so much right out of the way. It's like he's an attorney, he's Birdman. <laughs> it's this is a crazy show, and plus it's an amazing. With the beak. 
it's such an awesome song. I mean, the, sh- the song is what made it have a show. Maybe they couldn't clear they- it. Yeah. It's like they came up with a theme song and said, hey, check out this theme song we made. Isn't it awesome? And they were like, <laughs> make that a show. Harvey Attorney, habeas corpus, Harvey Attorney. But, I mean, it's, it's even got, like, a Judge Mitor in there. Oh, nice, nice. Are uh, Stephen Colbert's characters in it? His characters are in it. The, uh, the guy who plays uh, Seven, mm-hmm. he's okay. The guy who's playing Reducto is almost, you don't even notice. Well, I thought a lot of people were really annoyed. They're like, oh, Stephen Colbert couldn't, you know, his voice actors are sucky. And it's like, Reducto sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. But uh, Seven was the only one that sounded a little bit off. But even, every, I mean, Lewis Black's in it playing uh, The Deadly Duplicator. Oh, nice, nice. They got uh, X the Eliminator and I, Peter McNichol, he's in there doing that voice. X All the, the Eliminator! Other- <laughs> All the other characters are are there, and it is they're perfectly voiced, and it's hilarious. Well, that definitely sounds like something I am going to pick up once it is down in price ever so slightly. That's the only thing with the. You know, I was always happy to find a, a game for the Wii I want to play. Yeah. Although once I once I bought it, it was like ah, oh, then no more heroes just came out, and I'm like, now I have to wait. <laughs> well, I got lucky enough to get as a birthday present the Wii Zapper, and yeah. and that came with the Lynx crossbow hunting. And uh, what are what are your feelings on that, Ian? Well, I must say, uh, actually, it's it's a lot of fun. It is. Uh, it doesn't feel that weird to have a gun in your hands with two hands because that was the main issue that a lot of people were having. That you know, why why do you need two hands for a gun that normally you only need one for? But this kind of feels cool. It's like having a rifle. Yeah, I mean, it's like the uh, the super scope. Wasn't that a two handed gun? Uh yeah. I'm not sure. I never was never lucky enough to have the Super Scope. Well, I, I played the game Silent Scope in the arcades. So this, <sighs> this actually reminds me a lot of that. Silent okay. Scope. Silent Scope. Sorry. That's, that's, <laughs> whenever you put in a coin, that's the, that's the frickin' phrase that would play. But Yeah, the, uh, the challenges are kind of fun. You get uh, a bunch of target games, like target practice and that sort of stuff, and then you've got ones where you've got to actually kill different Link characters, or obviously the bad ones, not the good ones. It would be kind of silly. <laughs> I was, I was about to say, like, are you, are you shooting Zelda and, like, the horse? Because that'd be crazy. Death to Zelda! No, you, you Well, obviously they would take away points if that was the case, but no, a lot of the monsters from the other Link games are in it, which is kind of cool, and, uh, you know, you've got ones we got to, you know, angle up to shoot them in the air, and you've got ones where they're coming at you at full speed, and you've got to use the uh, nunchuck to avoid them. And the actual placement of the... Wiimote and the nunchuck in the gun are very, very good. There, there's even a little hole so, for you, so you can actually take the wire through, so you don't have to worry about uh, you know having a hanging wire when you're playing it, which is really cool. Yeah. The zapper, it's I mean, the zapper is it's just like a it's not like an electronic piece; it's just like a hunk of plastic, right? Right, right. Yeah, that, that's that's what it is. It's it's a okay. holding case for the Wii and the nunchuck, like the uh, the plastic sword and tennis racket that everybody's releasing right now, which are completely pointless. Right, right, right. Only this one actually does something. You know, what's, okay. what's most important is that there's a trigger, and that trigger acts as the V button. I just imagine, like, a, a time crisis game, but with Link. Ooh, that'd be fun. I think, I think that would be really amusing. Well, there are certain games in this that remind me a lot of time crisis, where you've got to be behind things and then move around, that sort of stuff, so if you're a fan of the time crisis games, you'd be a, t- a fan of this. 
Okay, I have, a, I have a question about it for you. What's up? It's like, I mean, I, I love the Wii, and my only thing is that it's like it's not a, a one-to-one kind of a pointing and shooting thing. It's like you're not pointing at the screen, you're pointing a cursor and then aiming the cursor. I mean, how does that... Uh, aff- it's negligible. I mean, oh, okay. you've got the cursor, which is pretty much your sight. You know, it's your gun sight on the screen. And, you know, wherever you place it, you shoot and it fires. It's a one, two, three thing that works like any other gun would. So it's just like any other light gun. In the end, I actually give this a full 5 out of 5. This was everything wow. I was expecting it to be. And it, the game, you know, while after a while, obviously, you're, you're going to get tired of it. I haven't really gotten to that point yet. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a pack-in game. I mean, normally you don't expect a whole lot from it. But usually Nintendo usually gives you something pretty uh, pretty oh. good to play with, like oh, like yeah. Wii Sports, for God's sakes. Oh, please. I still haven't stopped playing Wii Sports. <laughs> who, who has stopped playing Wii Sports? Uh, no one. I think that's the exact answer. But and after and, after we record this, by the way, we need to exchange Wii numbers. Nice. You know, I'm always trying to uh, exchange with the, the people that I know, just because like I like the the me parade. They're like, oh, more people. Right. That's exactly how I. <laughs> plus, plus, I've created characters like uh, I created four out of the five main characters of Avatar. <laughs> nice. I, I think I've created a. Wow, it's been a while now. Well, I love going to the uh, the the. <sighs> I forget what the name of the channel is with all the, where you vote on the Mies and you can like right, right. St- steal Mies. I, I got like a pretty sweet looking Zoidberg and just like someone even made a like a kick-ass Leela, which I was surprised by. Cool. Well, I got the Batman that was on there. Oh, I, I'll have to look for that. And the black costume Spider-Man that they have on there is also incredibly good. <laughs> but the the one that I'm, I'm going to try and actually find a. Uh, a, a picture of it for you here because I actually have it on the meplaza.net, so one second. I made a sort of a cross between the animated series and the Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty cool Joker. Yeah. You know, nice nice combination of both there because there, there are a bunch of, uh, of them on there to try to be like the comic book version and I'm like, eh, it's been done. I just wish they would uh, they would kind of include like a, like a plug-in or expansion for the for Mies just to kind of a uh, you know, expand the, the people you can make, like some of the colors that you're like not even allowed to use. Right, right, right. Like purple, purple hair. That'd be yeah. good. Or green. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll I'll post a picture on the actual uh, thing for anybody who wants to see what my Wii Joker looks like. But yeah, again, all in all, really, really good game, and I think that's all I have for this right here. <laughs> Conversation, or you want to go in the news? Um, let's. We could try to have a, a quick conversation on the uh, the new X Men animated series. Ah, there we go. Okay, fine. That works for me. What do you think? I actually, I think it looks really cool. I mean, I'm a kind of an X Men fan from way back, but I mean, uh, we haven't had one since uh, Evolution, which I wasn't really that big a fan of. To tell you the truth. I mean, I like. I really. I wish I had seen more of it. I like the character designs from Evolution a lot. I thought the costumes were really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I thought that they were all right. My main issue with Evolution was that you know I'm a comic fan. I was looking for the comic, and that wasn't what I got. It was more like uh, X Men Nine Hundred Two One Zero. 
like the costumes and stuff from this series are actually really i mean they're pretty much exactly what is going on right now right right except for there's a, a few tweaks here and there yeah yeah like like the promotional image there's like a nightcrawler and he's in like his uh I think that I'm pretty sure that's what his current costume is. Mm-hmm. Same with Storm and some of the some of the other characters, except for like uh, Kitty. She looks like she's in a different. But there's like I mean, no, actually, ne- actually, next her, Kitty Kitty's costume is her Astonishing X Men costume. Oh, it is okay. I didn't get a good enough look at it. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like the part where she's like holding the helicopter and she phases it through the building. That was really awesome. Yeah, that Sabretooth voice was almost identical to the original animated series voice. Sabretooth was in that? Uh, at the very end there with the Wolverine! Oh, I didn't even notice that. Jeez, and I watched it like three times, like in the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the voice for Wolverine is the voice of Spike from Cowboy, Be- Cowboy Bebop. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it is indeed. So they, they got a lot of good voice actors in this. A lot of the guys who did the roles of different Marvel characters in in other Marvel products are actually returning for this. And if I remember correctly, uh, this same voice actor who's doing Wolverine now did the voice for him in the Ultimate Alliance game also. Yeah, it sounds kind of similar. Was it the uh, the guy who, in the very beginning, the guy who did the Cyclops' voice sounded almost just like the the original animated series voice. Right, right, right. I think that that's what they're trying to go for here, a nice blend of X-Men Evolution-style animation with of the mature feel that you got in the original animated series. Yeah, my only big problem with this is just the fact that they call it Wolverine and the X-Men just because, uh, like, I have no, nothing against Wolverine. He's just not my most favoritist character. Like, he appears to be with a lot of people, and it's just like, uh, why can't it just be X-Men? <sighs> yeah, well, you can't win them all. But I mean, like, right in the beginning of that trailer, it's like, yeah, guess what? We just killed, you know, we killed Xavier. We just killed Gene. The X-Men are all broken up, and it just like I just like the idea of, like, getting the band back together kind of story. Yeah. David Lucas is the voice actor's name, by the way, just, just so okay. I can get that out there. So he's got about 87 different aliases because, uh, you know, that's what happens when, you know, when, you know, there's union and non-union work. But David Lucas is the one he mostly goes by. So. But, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Uh there is some issues with it, though, that, for instance, I'm not even sure where it's going to be airing. Uh, I'm not sure if they've secured rights officially in the U.S., because I know it's airing on BBC in uh, Britain, but here, Cartoon Network hasn't announced anything. Hmm. I mean, that would pretty much be the place I expected it to be. I would expect it to be on. Well, where else would it be? I mean, Kids WB is ending this year, so it can't really end up on there. Sigh. Yeah. Poor kids WB. Cartoons are a dying art, man. It's it's sad to say, but that's kind of the state of the of the whole thing right now. Uh, I mean, Cartoon Network's keeping it alive. I mean, they're putting out a ton of really good shows. Although some of their Adult Swim stuff could be a bit higher quality. Yeah, well, yet again, I, I, yet again, you can't win them all. I know. I just I just can't watch Squidbillies. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, you and nobody else, man. There's like four or five fans out there, and that's for some reason why they keep it going. But yeah, I guess all in all, we're saying that this uh, Wolverine and the X Men looks pretty damn good. So let's let's move on over to the news. How about that? Okay, sounds good. Mo- moving right along. Yes, indeed. Head on over to the news.
yeah, we are ready for the news here. And yet again, we will start off with the guest. So, Michael, give us your first piece of news. Uh, my first piece of news is, uh, I know we're, uh, we're kind of Wii biased here, but I've got the rock band confirmed for the Wii. Wii! The uh, Electronic Arts revealed the existence of a Wii version of Rock Band, and that it will be released in the 12 months after April 1st. <laughs> Some, somewhere in there, roughly. Right. Give or take. So it'll, it'll be somewhere between now and 2024. Yeah. And the, uh, unfortunately, no info on if it's going to support any of the downloadable content, like on the uh, 360 and PS3. I would think it would have to. I would think would have would. To. they wouldn't be releasing Rock Band unless you could. I, I mean, they re- they released it for the PlayStation Two, and there and that obviously has no uh, downloadable content. Yeah, but which which I was about to buy, and then I found out that there was going to be a version for the Wii, so I'm waiting now. Right, right, right. Well, and and that's kind of interesting to me that they didn't bother to do the online content for the PS2 when there is the capability to do online content with the PS2. Yeah, but there's it's, nobody has that hard drive though. Right. Well, oh well. That's what eBay's for. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, I can guarantee the only reason they released it for the PlayStation 2 is because that... I mean, they're still selling a ton of PlayStation 2s, and everyone has one, more or less. Yeah, because everybody's going out there and buying the PlayStation 3. <sighs> everyone, Everyone's already got a 360 or a Wii at this point. Well, hey, for now... Well, you know, I can't even make this statement anymore. I was going to say that uh, the... The PlayStation 3 is a really cheap Blu-ray player, but no, Blu-ray players are getting cheaper now, so that yeah. you can't even say that anymore. Anyway, moving on from Wii to Xbox 360. You ever wanted to own an Xbox 360 laptop? Do I? Well, too bad you can't. But one guy did make one. The Xbox 360 Elite Laptop. Now, this is, a, uh, I guess, an extension of a previous mod that was done by somebody else to make the Xbox 360 into a laptop, but... This guy, Benjamin Heckenden, who has before made a Atari laptop and an NES laptop, has made additions that include a built-in camera, so you can actually do your, your like, video chat via the laptop. It's got, I believe, also a built-in microphone, and it looks sleek as all hell. I would love to be able to carry this thing around. But, of course, it costs a hell of a lot to make and take takes a lot of effort to make so this guy just made one that's it so if you're interested in the xbox 360 laptop and gadgets got pictures joysticks got pictures i'll link to it in the show notes yeah i mean that that thing looks really it looks like uh you know ever seen one of like the, the pictures of, like the army computers and stuff like that they're like really thick and bulky right 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 like heavy duty it looks like one of those but obviously with a, a freaking sweet screen and I wonder if he if did he make that case or did he just like bust open like bust up a 360 for it? I, I assume he probably made the case. He probably Gosh, made I the ma- case. I imagine that was like one of the hardest things to do. Oh no question, dude, no question. I mean, and plus I love that it's got like a, well, first of all, it, it it does have the sensor built in for the wireless uh, rem- uh, controllers also, so you don't even have to have any extra included on that, which is really awesome. You can control your laptop with the controllers with no problem whatsoever. Kind of reminds me of the. Uh, it was like somebody made like a, a steampunk laptop a while back. Mm-hmm. It was like this. Like this. Uh, I can't even imagine how much how long this would have taken to make. But it's like all these like gears and stuff, and like he had like a little key that he had to wind on the top of it to get it to unlock and open up automatically. It was. Uh, it's like 
I would pay you so much money for that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I don't think you're the only one. I'm sure you can like commission this guy to make a 360 for you if you give him lots and lots of money. So Donald Trump will get one, basically. He'll be the only one. Right, yeah. All right, enough, enough Xbox laptop. What else you got for us? Uh, yes, CBS and NBC are now apparently, well, I would say stealing, but they're basically uh, planning on getting some shows from Canada since the, uh, the writer's strike was going on, although now it is complete. Right. So who knows if this is actually going to even happen anymore now that the writer's strike is done, though. I mean, I'm sure the money's already changed hands. I think, was it uh, CBS is try- went to get a show called Flashpoint, which is a show about a, like a SWAT team or something like that. And then NBC is going after a show called The Listener, and it's about a kid with, or they say a kid, but then later on you read, and it's like a, about a tw- 20-something paramedic with psychic powers. Huh. So is that a kid? I don't know. Yeah, I know. And the first thing is, it's like a kid with psychic, or a, a youth with psychic powers. How is 20 years like, old youth? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, that I'm reading alone, it's like a paramedic? I'm like, this is a one hell of a kid. <laughs> It's Doogie Hauser with psychic powers. Oh, that'd be a freaking sweet show. Hell yeah. I'd watch it. <laughs> yes, but can you tell that we're nerds? Yeah. And this I, is obviously to go along with uh, the previous story that we covered on last Geeks Week report about how Dexter is going to be airing on CBS, and there have been a couple cuts to that as well, and they're thinking of repurposing Weeds as well. So it's going to be interesting on CBS in the next couple of months. Yeah, since the, uh, well, since the, the strike is over and some of the shows are coming back but i think i think lost they're saying they're just waiting until next season but it hasn't been picked up for next season at least no lost lost actually is going to have 13 episodes this season so they had they had eight completed but now they're saying that they're going to end it with 13 so it's going to be a 13 instead of 16 which is not that bad okay that's cool right and uh heroes is done for the season that much we definitely know chuck is done for the season life is done for the season uh, My Name is Earl returns on April 3rd with an hour-long episode. 30 Rock and The Office return on April 10th. And I believe Scrubs Returns uh, is still going to air as normal, but we're not certain whether or not the last episodes are going to air on TV or on DVD. Uh, that, just, that just saddens me so much. Right, right. Like they, they will finish the really- series, though. Yeah, I mean, I really got into... I mean, I think I only started watching Scrubs about, like, last year, but I've watched, like, every episode, either online or on DVD, and I'm like, oh, it's the final season, I'm all ready, and then it's the same thing I'm worried about with Battlestar right now. Yeah. Because I heard there was something where if uh, if Battlestar... Since the, it was, like, a time-based thing where they only had their studio space for this long, and if the writer's strike, like, took so long, it's like they basically wouldn't be able to finish their season because all the stuff would be gone. If they don't, I will be a sad panda. Oh, I, that, um, that was like my only like caveat with like the uh, the writer strike. I'm like, if this somehow affects me from seeing the end of Battlestar, someone is going to pay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Can you t- yet again? Can you tell that we're geeks? Someone is going uh. to pay. Excuse me. Excuse me. I ordered a full season of Battlestar Galactica, and if you do not supply me with that season, I believe I am going to have to slash your tires. <sighs> Well, the freaking cliffhanger on the end of last. Uh. I know, I know, but don't don't reveal that to anybody because you I know. know I, I, no, my my girlfriend used to watch it with me, uh-huh. but then she quit at the. She didn't want to watch it at the beginning of this last season, mm-hmm. so I have like no one to like freak out at. I'm like, 
I want to be like, oh my god, could you believe this guy's? A- oh, I can't talk about this. Well, you know what? After after the air, if you want to, you know, PM each other back and forth about Galactica, we can because I've watched <laughs> I've watched this past season and I watched a miniseries and I'm watching seasons one and two now. Uh, cool. So so I'm caught up. I just have to watch the previous ones. <laughs> Let's move on from Canada to an interesting new product from the Apple Computer Company. Yes. Now, I love Retro Chic. And this, this, I guess, sort of goes with the laptop a little bit. We go from, like, new products to old products. On RetroThing.com, somebody by the name of Rob, I think that's his first name, but I don't know his name past that. that put yeah, together, that narrows it down. <laughs> yeah, put, put together a Retro iPod. Now, the retro iPod can play 20 minutes of music anywhere. I mean, that's fantastic. Of course, and forty nine ninety five less battery. He put together an ad for this that looks, I swear to God, it looks like it's in a real ad. These retro I iPods, I, I, I can imagine that my grandfather was, would, ha, would own one back in the day. A Japanese transistor radio from 1962. I don't know. Oh, yes, Mr. Sparkle. <laughs> I just, I just, I think someone actually said this. this is from this was originally like an ad for like a real product, and they like all the stuff at the bottom they kept for the most part. Right, right. Well, it looks too real not to be real. Oh yeah. Yeah, but let me let me, let me go through it in my in my announcer voice. The world's finest pocket music player. That's right. Get yourself an iPod. That's twenty minutes of music anywhere, anywhere. Twenty minutes, twenty minutes of music anywhere. Uses tiny transistors, no bulky tubes, combines amazingly compact size and high performance. Goes anywhere, plays anywhere. You want it on a plane? 20 minutes of a plane ride. Plane ride. In tune with outdoor living. On a beach. Under an umbrella with your buddy and your pal. Year's most exciting new gift idea for Christmas or Chanukka. Accessories include leather carrying case that has a belt loop to carry on your waist. It will weigh you down, but it sure does do well for three ninety five. And for seven fifty, a featherlight earphone in no larger than a hearing aid fastens comfortably to an ear. What is this earphone thing? I've never heard of it before. Get yourself an Apple iPod for your honey today. While supplies last. Yes, exactly. And you know what? I don't think there are anymore. I, I like the uh, the picture of the little uh, carrying case. It's got all the holes for the speaker. I know, I know. And they even have a, uh, a picture on retro um, retro thing of the multiple colors of the iPod retro. <laughs> so it comes in pink. It comes in red. It comes in beige. It comes in green. It comes in brown. Anything you want, it's there. I thought when you first said that all I could think of was going to have like you know mahogany and like black. <laughs> Yeah, if it was actually happening back in the day, that would be the case. But yeah, get yourself a retro iPod today. Uh, maybe not. All right, you got some uh, MacBook Air stuff you want to talk about? I mean, not now it's been quite a while since it's been released, but I mean, that is a tiny freaking uh, laptop. Yes, it is, sir. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, there was one comic I was reading where somebody was asking him it's like hey don't you want a macbook pro it's like no no and they're like you just can't afford it and he's like it fits in a manila envelope <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah it, it is the smallest laptop ever and uh, obviously there are some you know problems with having something so damn small but uh, there, there's some positives also so if you want a uh, macbook air you can get them on apple.com that's fine but uh, moving on from there to we got ourselves the 10 most memorable tech Super Bowl ads. I'm just going to go through the list here. I'm not going to play them all, but uh, you got on this list and you know see if you agree with this or if there's any others that you remember that aren't on here. 
got the uh, the Apple 1984 ad, which is obviously the best tech tech ad of all time because that it's started the, the whole thing. It's the most parodied. I know that. Yes, definitely. Uh, you've got the Monster.com ad from 1999, which was the first real Monster.com ad. So that'll that'll be there. Uh, the Career Builder ad from 2005. This is a Valleywag.com thing, by the way. So we'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. You got GoDaddy's sexual ad from 2005. I remember kinda, that one. Kind of steamy. Because yeah, I think in the in the next year it was the one where they had uh, the two guys from Dignation on there. They're yeah. like in the background. Kevin Rose and uh, Alex Albrecht. Yes, names escaped me. Yeah, you got the uh, Xerox ad from 1977, an E-Trade ad from 1999, uh, Pets.com. Remember the Pets.com sock puppet? All right. Oh, God, I hated that thing. <laughs> from 2000, and here, here's here's something that you probably haven't heard of in a while. Computers.com. Computer.com from 2000. I'm, I mean, I'm sure somebody has the domain name, but I highly doubt they're probably still in business. Right. Sale- yes, they are. <laughs> very small. Salesgenie.com from 2007 and Our Beginnings in 2000. So, it, Did you see the uh, the Sales Genie ads from this year? Uh, I don't know if I did. Were those the ones with the, like, with the penguin? Uh, I think it was like it, it was the one with the the panda bears with the very insulting Chinese accent. Yeah, there you go. And then it had the uh, I forget what the other animal was, but it was like a someone it was like a taxi driver or something like that with an Indian accent, and he had like seven kids. And it was like these are the most offensive things I've ever seen. Hey, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it was terrible. Those were my worst commercials of the year. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you got any other uh, news for us here? You got Fox News horrors or something like that? Yes, it was the uh, Fox News unveiling the horrors, the horrors of Mass Effect. (gasps) It was basically this horrible, horrible misrepresentation. They they bring these uh, these two ladies on uh, Fox News come up and they're talking about how Mass Effect has explicit sex and you can you control the actions and all this. And basically, they had a they had a guy there. I believe he was from uh, one of the people at OneUp.com. I'm not entirely positive on that. And he's basically, you know, it's like, it's like I, they're trying to like talk over him. And he's just like, I mean, have, it's like I just wanted to let you know that that is not true. There is no nudity. <laughs> it's like I mean, they're naked, but you don't see anything. It's actually quite tasteful, considering you know. I mean, if you think of God of War and stuff, right. they, some of the scenes in that game. There's nothing. Mass there's Effect. no such thing as tasteful nudity. What are you talking about? It's like like the cover of FHM or the insides of Playboy. You know, <laughs> it's like two completely different things. How do you even compare those? Well, the biggest thing was just like they uh, <laughs> they were just like telling him it's like you know he was like, "Have you played the game?" And they were like, <laughs> "No, we don't play those silly computer games. We don't play your rape simulators." <laughs> Well, actually, uh, speaking of rape simulators, I can direct you directly to <laughs> Oh, yeah, let me send you this link. <laughs> Seriously, Fox News just needed to die in a fire. I have nothing against Fox News. It's just that oh, I have plenty lady- against Fox News, so that's why they can die in a fire. It's just this, it's these stupid ladies. It's like, how do you do a story on this and like, not even research it? I mean, you, you tell me no one there could be like, hey, can you like uh, play this game? Just to, we can make sure we have our facts checked. And they actually went through a whole big thing, like EA, like contact. And it's like, you need to retract your statements because they are completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And they ended up having to do a big uh, retraction, which was nice. But it was just, it just sad because you see this guy from, you know, who knows. It's like they bring on an expert who knows about games. And they're basically like pretending he's not even there when he's the only one who knows anything. 
Well, what is this research thing you speak of? I mean, uh, I recently heard that actually Hillary Clinton was an alien. Huh. Yeah. Alien, you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from, from, from Kuak. And she's here Ugh. to invade us. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, so at least Fox and News got theirs. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Clinton. I voted for CODIS. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. All right, let's, let's talk some more TV news. I've got some Stargate Atlantis information out there for anybody who's a fan of the show. I've been a Stargate SG-1 fan ever since I basically chain-smoked about eight seasons of it, and I've been watching Atlantis for the past, I guess, the past two years now. And, well, here's some interesting news on this. Well, for anybody who watches Stargate Atlantis, they know that uh, the Stargate SG-1 cast member, Samantha Carter... She's going to be moving from a full-time cast member to a recurring cast member. So instead, the character of Richard Woolsey, played by veteran Robert Picardo, from obviously from Star Trek fame, he will be on the show now as the IOA representative who is in charge of Atlantis. I feel like some of the, all the Stargate shows have just become like the... The dumping place for all these like sci-fi actors who can't get like work anymore. <laughs> yeah, Farscape and Star Trek. Oh yeah, well even uh, Firefly. Actually, I, I've never really watched many of the Stargate shows, but I saw I keep seeing this commercial for it. And it's got the girl from Firefly in Jill it. Slate. I was like, what? I was like, oh, her too. Yeah, Jill, Jill State, not my favorite actress. Not 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 yeah. really that good of a, a motor. I'm sorry. I liked her in a Firefly. That's that's all I really know her from. So right, right. Uh, she was actually pretty decent though in uh, Wonderfalls. Yeah. Wonderful. She played. Yes. She played one of the uh, one of the ancillary characters, and that was pretty fun. But yeah, she, Jewel State is actually going to be a regular character now, as opposed to a recurring character. And there will be guest appearances of Daniel Jackson, another SG One member, in this upcoming season. So again, Sam is down to a recurring character. Daniel Jackson will be guest starring. You've got uh, Wolsey as the new leader of the Atlantis. Everything and Jewel State, Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Keller will now be a regular character. So those are the changes on Atlantis. Nerd. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, just because I like the Stargate doesn't make me an... Oh, wait, yes, it does. Oh, I have nothing against Stargate. It's just, it, it looks so daunting. It's like, how many seasons? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we got, we got two more news pieces here, and then we'll wrap it up in the news portion. Uh, obviously, we got Microsoft information. Microsoft, as you know, is trying to capture you- Yahoo into its web. Well, in response to that, Yahoo is trying to get a deal going with News Corp. Would that be a deal with the devil? Well, I would thought the deal with Microsoft would have been the deal with the devil. Yeah, but now you've got a choice between two devils. You've got Rupert Murdoch, and you've got Bill Gates. I mean, do they really need to sell? <laughs> It's like where they're like, really. hmm, we need to sell to someone. They yeah. like, you know, sp- spin the bottle and see who, you know. Well, what's most important here about this is that it's a deal with News Corp. It's not a merger with News Corp. So they can get support from News Corp, not the full merger. Yeah, it sounds like it might be a better deal for them where they can keep doing their, their thing. Right, right. And News Corp can just, you know, make the money. Yeah. Obviously, Microsoft is still trying to do the hostile takeover, so if anything changes, we'll make sure to let you know. But, yeah, as of now, Yahoo is trying their hardest to fight it back, and, well, best of luck to them, even though Google is a better search engine. Well, Google's the best for now, and until someone can do Google better than Google, then... (laughs) I mean, Yahoo's got a lot of stuff 
going on? I'm trying to think. They have uh, like uh, I can't think of all the like they have that photo sharing service and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Flickr. Flickr. God, yeah. names are just flying out of my brains right now. <laughs> Yeah, they've got a lot of good things going for them. But what's going to be difficult, though, is actually getting their internet to places that have their cables cut. Nice transition yeah. there. Thank you very much. Um, oh, else? <laughs> we've got five internet cables. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that have been cut in the last couple weeks, and two of them have been repaired. But, again, five internet cables have been cut. Yeah, I heard about this only kind of uh, on the side, and it just seemed like everyone's thing was like, yeah, this happens, and then it was just kind of, but this is almost too much of a coincidence, but as far as I know, nothing has really come of it since then, I mean. I mean, I certainly don't think it's a terrorist attack or anything. Although, that would have actually been a smart terrorist attack, but. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, they say that one of them, I mean, that I think two of them were cut due to an anchor that was misplaced. (laughs) And, and another one was due to like boats or something. And I'm sorry, these are these are excuses. <laughs> Just seems like it's a little too easy. Right. Yeah. But you know, I mean, if as long as nothing gets cut around my neck of the woods, I'll be fine. But I feel well, sorry for everybody who's in the Middle East that no longer has internet, or at least didn't for a while there. Well, the internet is like based in America, so if we get cut off, you know, there were something's pretty screwed. <laughs> I know. I mean, how else do we get our porn? I don't know what I would do. <laughs> uh, great. Just, just woke up. Just woke up the next morning. It's like a world without porn. <laughs> no. In a world without porn, only yes. one man strives to gain porn. Sigourney Weaver is. Yes, Sigourney. We'll give you a link if you want to read the full story, but. For now, things are better with these cables until the next one gets cut. All right. So I, I think and, that, and if it does, you won't hear this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So and then, and then, we're done with that. So I believe it's about damn time for some music. What do you think? Here, let me pull my chair up. I'm ready for music now. <laughs> Let's move on to geek music. Geek music time, and we will go first with the selection made by Mike. And actually, is it okay with Mike? Is Mike good, or do you, do you go with Michael? Which one do you rather go with here? Mike, Michael, through high school I lived as Yanni. That was... Okay, cool. <laughs> the Yanni, actually, so even better. Well, yes, just because I'm not, not a Yanni. <laughs> that's too pedestrian. Yes, that's true. But what, uh, what music you got for us today? I got a Nintendo by Saint Dragon. It's like a small indie band I stumbled across a while ago. It was this one site I used to go to, and they'd post up video game music every week, and they posted this, and it was like, this is actually like a really cool song. Huh. Excellent. Well, you know what? It's so awesome that we'll play it right now for you. So here oh. is Saint Dragon with Nintendo. Enjoy, boys.
Okay, so that was indeed Nintendo by St. Dragon, and you can find their stuff over at stdragon.com if you want to find out more of their stuff. And I believe they're on GarageBand also, so if you have an account with them, you'll be able to find them. There was Mike's suggestion, so here we go with mine. And this one, usually around the same, I guess, idea of music that I usually go for here. This one is by uh, Jeff Smith. And no, it's not the comic book Jeff Smith. This is. Uh, I was just going to ask that. <laughs> this is by. Like, G- wow, Jeff Smith of Bone Fame? I know. This one is actually by G E O F F Smith. So more like uh. Joff Smith, I guess. And this is a song called If This Geek Ruled the World. And this one is direct from the Pod Show Pod Safe Music Network over at music.podshow.com. So once again, here is Jeff or Joff Smith, depending on how you pronounce it, with. If this geek ruled the world. Check it out. I had a dream last night. I was the king in second life. I was the master of as far as I could see. And as I looked around the place, I saw the look on my own face. Staring through my 24-inch screen. I'd like to run the whole world from my desktop Be the head honcho and quit my day job If this gig ruled the world, I'd get my instant message heard By everyone who shot the bird and called me crazy If this gig ruled the world, I'd finally get myself a girl And get a life and move right up my brother's basement Get my own domain, one that doesn't have my name And I'll point my DNS to where I am And I'll sit back in my chair and laugh at how you all are scared Stroke my cat as I divulge my master plan Yep, that's me, the new sheriff in town And if you don't like it, I will dig you down If this geek ruled the world, I'd get my instant message heard by everyone Basement. Oh no, if this geek ruled the world, 
Joff Smith with If This Geek Ruled the World. I love that song. Yeah, that's actually a really cool song. I think my favorite line is, uh, you know, and if you don't like it, I'll dig you down. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, you can find his stuff over at music.podshow.com if you like it enough to hear it again. And definitely give him some the time of day, because I'm certainly going to find more stuff by him in the future. So, All right, that's it for the main show here. But before we go, we have the second edition of the Geek Gamer Guide by Ray, otherwise known as Racer Hex, on the forums. So here is Geek Gamer Guide, episode two. Ray Long, Racer Hex, take it away. Welcome to Geek Gamer Guide, your source for news and views on video, card, and board games. I'm your host, Ray Long, Racer Hex on the forums. Welcome to episode 2 of the Geek Gamer Guide, the all-miniatures edition. The first news item, Mongoose Publishing announces they will be cancelling the Babylon 5 Call to Arms miniature game. They cite the rising cost of production for dropping the lucrative line. Now for the Geek View, uh, this is a shame because the B5 miniatures game was a pretty fun experience and... Uh, I give the game 4 out of 5 meeples, and I really can't recommend uh, enough picking it up if you see it in your local game store. Uh, probably on clearance soon. And I give the Bush administration negative 10 out of 5 meeples, because their little worn out rack is driving up the cost of petroleum, and you guessed it, the production of plastics and paint as a result. Okay, uh, now for the second news item, is regarding uh, World of Warcraft. That's right, World of Warcraft has announced that they will be publishing a miniature game based on the venerable World of Warcraft online uh, video game that will include all races and classes, most monsters, and some famous characters from the game. Now for the geek view. Now let's see. Trendy cash-making game minis mechanic? Check. Overexposed cash vacuum World of Warcraft license? Check. Commercial featuring washed-up actors? Keep right out, kids. I give this news a 2 out of 5 until I see if they actually do anything different and fun with this. Now for the third and final item. Uh, there is a new miniatures game, this time uh, from an Italian game company, and it will feature everyone's favorite Barbarian Conan. The miniature game will feature miniatures from the Robert Howard series that will highlight various eras of Conan's life, including different monsters and friends he makes uh, along his journey from Barbarian to King. Now for Geek View. I'm a really big fan of Conan, and I hope to do something original to make the series fun. And finally, I can get some use out of my really bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression besides bad governor jokes. I give the news 3 out of 5 meeples. It'll go up or down depending on how good the game is. That's been the Miniatures Only Geek View for today. This has been the latest installment of Geek Gamer Guide. This is Racer Hex signing off and reminding you to let the dice fall where they may. Kismet right there. Ray Long with his Geek Gamer guy talking about how he's going to be able to do his bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. And earlier on in the show, I did my bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Go figure. I think we both did our bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yes, indeed. It's not the tumor. Who is your daddy and what does he do? God damn it. <laughs>
he, he needs to say other funnier lines, so I'll stop saying those eventually. But yeah, I want to thank Ray Long, Racer Hacks, yet again for the Geek Gamer Guide, and actually pretty informative this time around. I'm actually really interested in that World of Warcraft one that he was just talking about. So I'm just sad. I'm just sad the. Uh the Babylon 5 thing is in it just because I support anything Babylon 5. All right. I, that's another one of those series that I still have to watch. I have oh. to watch. It's my, that is, I think that might be my favorite TV show of all time. Is it better than most of JMS's comic work? Um, it's, it's very different okay. than his comic work. Gotcha. But I mean, I actually just listened to an interview with him and I guess I didn't realize he wrote like 90% of the episodes from that show. Oh, wow. Which is really crazy. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, usually that doesn't happen with the creator. No, and I mean, that's five seasons. It's, whew. Right, 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 yeah. But I de- definitely want to thank uh, Ray for that one. Really, really awesome for him to put this together. And it'll probably be there every Geek Speak report you hear. So definitely check him out yet again next yeah. time around. And Always glad to hear from him. Yes, indeed. And if you liked what Michael Yanni sounded like, well... Vote for him once this is all over and done with here for the GeekSpeak co-host challenge. And call me at 1-800-IDLE-05. Uh, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, there is no, no, nothing like that set up. However, if you do actually want to, you know, get in touch with me or send in an audio comment or something like that, you can certainly do so at speakgeekspeak at gmail.com. That's S-P-E-A-K-G-E-E-K. S-P-E-I-K at gmail.com. Anything you have to say whatsoever, bring that in, and we'll be happy to talk about it on the next episode. The next episode will be with the GeekSpeak alum, as he is the only guy who was on GeekSpeak back in its original form. And that, of course, is Troy Mata, number six. So he will be the third contestant on the GeekSpeak co-host challenge. After that will be Tamalo for the feminine side of geekdom and Marvelous Patrick for the Marvelous side of geekdom. So definitely check those episodes out. And You are number six. I am number two. (laughs) That's a prisoner reference. Before we go, definitely want to thank you, Michael, for giving yourself a chance here for the GeekSpeak co-host challenge. A lot of fun talking to you, man. And, you know, definitely got to keep it up more often. Yeah, thanks for uh, for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Nice to break into the podcasting, uh, you know, scene in this way. Well, like I said, it's, well, like I said, once you start, man, you never stop. Yeah, I got a stiff competition. Wayne did a hell of an episode, and I'm sure all these other guys are going to do really well. Well, I'm as sure, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll get your supporters, man. Don't worry about that. But like I said, vote on the Speak Co-host Challenge once it's over with, and obviously send your support to. Yanni and all the other members on the Geek Speak Report forums. You can go ahead and do that. But all right, so I think that's pretty much it here on the Geek Speak Report. So let's wrap this baby up. The email address for Geek Speak Report is speakgeekspeak at gmail.com. That's S P E A K G E E K S P E A K at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our forums at thecomicforums.com slash forum, which are graciously hosted by the Comic Geek Speak guys over at comicgeekspeak.com. You can find the Geek Speak Report forums form in the Comic Timing Forum, so check it out over there. The opening and closing theme for Speak is brought to you by Dewux, Jeffrey Tosser, Pixie Tricks, Shonen Samurai, and Zircon. You can find their stuff over at ocremix.org. I want to thank them for that. And also want to thank Anamanaguchi for the in-between music. You can check him out over at myspace.com slash Anamanaguchi. And obviously the rest of the music is provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. You can check them out over at music.podshow.com. And if you want to send us an iTunes review, you can certainly do so. And of course, podcastalley.com and the rest is 
it's all good. So once again, thank you to Michael for the show. It was absolutely lovely. Yeah, thank you, Ian. I had a really fun time. All right. And for everybody else out there, have a great week. Enjoy your geek. And we'll see you next time on the Geek Speak Report. Who said that and what does he do? <laughs> that is the best Arnold wine ever. <laughs> oh, boy. That <laughs> I would rank them Terminator 2 1, Terminator 1 1, Terminator 3 Yeah, Terminator 1 1, Terminator 2 1, and Terminator 3 1. They're all great. Yay. Let's try that again. Thank you. Okay. I'm sure, the, and the viewers at home, please enjoy the uh, the picture of the Joker. And this is why I edit. <laughs> E-Trad, the, yeah, E-Trad, E-Trad, what is E-Trad? Saint Dragon's Song. And here is Nintendo. Oh, wait, never mind. And here is Saint Dragon's, I'm reading your, your thing here. It's like Saint Dragon's Song Nintendo. I'm like, what, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and here is Saint Dragon's with... Wait, St. Dragons or St. Dragons? <laughs> I think it's just St. Dragon. God damn it! <laughs>